Hello, my name is Wyatt Fairman. I am the host of the In All Fairness podcast, and before we begin today, I would like for you to know that this is a faith-based podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help grow the faith of its listeners as well as my own as I conduct research for these lessons that you'll hear on the podcast. There will be stories that are shared that are meant to have spiritual applications, and I pray that you'll take those stories as spiritual applications or life lessons and help to become a better person and a better Christian. Please enjoy, in all fairness, the podcast of a Christian college student with Wyatt Fairman. Hello, a bit of a disclaimer real quick. This podcast episode has been recorded in my dorm. You'll hear sounds such as people walking down hallways and doors shutting and things such as that. Maybe even a toilet flush if you really listen, but I think I got that edited out. So if you will, just try and fight through that uh, extra background noise. And thank you for listening to the In All Fairness podcast. Late September. No, not the 21st night, but the 29th night of September 2019. The Detroit Lions hosted the Kansas City Chiefs. As I've mentioned before, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. And the end result of that game was a very close 34-30 victory by the Chiefs. So, I was happy. The team, however, didn't play the best game. They had a lot of errors. They gave up 30 points for starters, which isn't good whatsoever. And they are also playing a Detroit Lions team that was notoriously just not a very good team that year. Their head coach, Andy Reid, walks into the locker room post-game, and he's celebrating the win with his team. And he, he starts out by giving a somewhat inspirational quote, not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect. You see, anyone who knows much about anything in the world of Mozart knows he was a composer of music and a really, really good one. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart is probably the most famous composer of all time. Many of his works still used today and admired today by millions upon millions, if not billions, of people. So what does Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, a football coach who has nothing to do with music from a glance, what does he mean by not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect? Well, you see, it's actually kind of true what he said, because when Mozart would write his music, sometimes he'd get a little carried away. And on the side of the manuscripts, mind you, he's writing with, you know, quill and ink, as you would do in the olden days. On, on the side of the paper, he would draw doodles. He, would, he was known to draw doodles of his pupils and colleagues just on the side, and uh, he kind of connected them to the actual notes on the paper. It made for an interesting visual, but it was not a very good drawing. It was, by definition, just a doodle, like a third grader would write on the back of their test. And not all of them were perfect. But the end result is still a beautiful piece of music. You see, with a little bit of context, you can kind of associate those doodles with a famous painting. What do I mean by that? 
Well, we know Mozart's work was glorious, almost perfection, if not just pure perfection. People admire Mozart's music. And his music is so good that even the slightest of doodles on the side of his paper turns into a painting, a work of art, a masterpiece. All that and the pressure to be perfect, that pressure to be the absolute best without mistake, without blemish, without folly, that's still there. So head coach Andy Reid, understanding that historical significance, walks into the locker room and says, not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect. Just because you got a victory, that doesn't mean it was a perfect one. That's the message. It's still an optimistic one, but it's also a slightly subtle reminder that you don't have to be perfect all the time. And I think that's a problem facing the church today. I think we feel, as human beings, we have to be perfect all the time. And the worst part about that is, maybe they're right. I would encourage you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. And I'm going to give you an illustration. Because what I know is is a little controversial when I say, oh, you have to be perfect. But I ask that you just hear me out. Matthew 19 And I'll read a few verses, starting in verse 16. I read from the New King James Version. Now behold, one came and said to him, him is Jesus, Good teacher, what what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to them, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then the young men said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. You see, if, if you open up your Bible to Matthew chapter 1, that's in the New Testament of your hard copy Bible. But it's recording times from the Old Testament. As Jesus is having this conversation with who we know as the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler is still an Old Testament Jew. In fact, he wouldn't have even called it the Old Testament because it was the current testament or current law. That's why you'll see it commonly referred to as the law says this, the law says that. And Jesus basically repeats all the commandments he's given him in the Old Testament or known to, the, known to him as the law. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, bear false witness, honor your father and mother, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so the young man says to him, I've done this all my life. And, and he asks this question right here, the end of verse 20, What do I still lack? You see, the young man feels that something's missing in his life. He's obeying Jesus. He's playing the game like the Kansas City Chiefs were. But he feels something is missing. And look at how Jesus replies. And oftentimes when Jesus replies, the the wording he uses... It's almost specific to the person he's talking to. 
For instance, if I'm having a conversation with you one-on-one, I'm going to talk to you. I'm not going to phrase it in a way that just everybody that's ever lived could understand. I'll be talking to you, and Jesus is talking to the rich young ruler when he addresses this. If you want to be perfect. Jesus is kind of understanding what this young man is laying down. He wants to be perfect. The young man has a drive. If you want to be perfect, go. Sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. What's interesting about this passage, and you'll hear it a lot in sermons, is that People don't really understand what happened with the rich young ruler. We don't know to this day if he actually obeyed Jesus. We know he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. But we don't know if he still ended up selling his items. We don't know if he came back and followed Jesus. We don't know where this young man went. Now, we can deduce or infer that he probably never obeyed what Jesus asked him to. But it's interesting here. As Jesus has come down to earth and he's setting up the pathway for the new law or the New Testament, he says, you're not perfect if you just obey the commandments. You see, now there's even more pressure. You have to sell everything you have, give to the poor, Come follow me and you'll have treasure in heaven. It's a lot of pressure. But it's also an order. Well, people say, well, that if you said that's still in the Old Testament, then you didn't technically have to do it. And I would say almost technically that those people saying that are right. But if I were to ask the young man, if he believed Jesus was God and God had given him a commandment to sell everything he had and give it to the poor and that young man didn't do it, that would be disobeying God. It doesn't have to be a general instruction to a large group of people. It could just be a specific order given to one person. And the fact that the young man didn't listen to that, well, that's just sad. But the comparison is still the same. God was commanding his people to be perfect way back then. And the same can be inferred today. In fact, how many times have you heard the phrase, not everyone's perfect? Have you even heard someone say nobody's perfect? And we take comfort in that. We take solace in that. Nobody's perfect, people say. And that's true. For all of sin fallen short of the glory of God. But I have one idea. Just a thought. How much effort do we put in trying To be perfect. You see, when we're forgiven of our sins, that's a completely clean slate. 
once again. It's as if God is looking down on his people, his Christians, and seeing perfection, purity. Now, we know we've made mistakes. We know we've sinned. But God sees beauty. He sees a painting that is perfect. I wonder, just, just for a, one, one quick second, if it's possible for me to view myself the way God views me. Could I look in the mirror and say that I'm perfect? I probably couldn't. I know my past and I know the mistakes I've made. And you all as listeners know your past, mistakes you've made, regrets you have. We may never be perfect in our own eyes. But that should never let us stop trying to be perfect in God's eyes. No, not all of Mozart's paintings are perfect. But they didn't have to be. They're paintings. We're Christians. We're members of God's church. And who are we if we don't at least try for perfection? Who are we if we don't ask for forgiveness for the mistakes we've made? Who are we if we don't go for that clean slate? Just because we will never recognize ourselves as perfect doesn't mean that God can't. He loves you, and he understands that not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect. Thanks for listening to the In All Fairness podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please, if you wouldn't mind giving us a like rating. Thank you so much for listening, and have a blessed day.